0: My name's Jeremy Harmer. Uh, I'm a writer. Uh, I write methodology texts. Um, I'm also a faculty member at the New School, University of New York, on their MA TESOL program, and I travel around the world quite a lot, offering training to teachers in different countries. Well, I wonder if you could give any recommendations for teachers in terms of how to stay motivated and stay interested in the profession? Uh, There's a writer called Penier who's a methodology writer, and she writes very uh, interestingly about the difference between a a teacher with 50 years' experience and a teacher with one year's experience repeated 50 times. Mm -hmm. And the real danger for all teachers is that they're the second kind of teacher, that you start teaching and then you just keep doing the same thing again and again and again, and, and it's a killer. Uh, it's 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 demotivating for teachers. It's demotivating for students. One of the only ways I think that teachers can stay on top of their game, can stay motivated, engaged with what they do, is to try and ring the changes, to try and find out what's new, to try and to experiment, to try new things, to take risks in the classroom. Uh, and and if you do all of that, um, there's a chance that you'll be. Uh, engaged in it all the time instead of just doing it uh, like any other job because teaching isn't like any other job teaching is is about interacting with human beings it's about interacting with students and and trying to make it best for them but the other person it has to be best for of course is the teacher and and that's why I say that that trying out new things and taking risks is is what gives the profession its lifeblood and it's what keeps teachers alive I think I wonder if you could elaborate. Could you give me some examples of some of those new things or those risks that you see teachers taking? Um, well, uh, there's, there was a very a famous book published, well, 20 years ago now, from a professor here in New York called John Fanslow, and he called his book Breaking Rules, and, and his essential point was what teachers should do in the classroom is break rules. They should break their own rules and see what happens. So for, and, and 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 that's risky, but when you break your, if you always do something this way, try and do it a different way and see what happens. Now it may not go right, it may not go terribly well, but at least you'll learn more about what you're doing and about some of the things you used to do and some of the things you're going to do. Um, in terms of, of what's happening right now for teachers, some of the big challenges that teachers face, well, one of course is the is the um, the arrival of more and more different kinds of inf- information technology, and how to incorporate that into into teaching. Uh, is the interactive whiteboard the future for language learning, or is it actually a kind of rather rather the past? Is it is it is it limiting or is it liberating? And teachers have to stay on top of that kind of thing. They have to they have to stay with the developments that technology is bringing. Um, there's a big debate going on at the moment in in our world about the value of methodology itself. So, for example, people argue all the time about whether task-based learning is better than mm. communicative language teaching or whether the two are the same or different, or whether you should or whether you should uh, teach a lexical approach or a grammatical approach, and all of that kind of stuff, um, to outsiders may sound. A bit like uh, Jonathan Swift's *Gulliver's Travels* about dancing on the head of a pin, or, or but actually, it's really important for teachers to engage with those debates, to be challenged all the time, to think about what they do, because the constant repetition of doing something without thought uh, makes makes it less successful and it's less fun. Uh, so that's another issue that that is another area of investigation that teachers need to be concerned with. How to engage with all the methodological argument that comes from the right and the left and the top and the bottom. Uh, and another issue which has is absolutely changed the face of English language teaching in my lifetime certainly is, is what English is and what it has become. Uh, if we'd had this discussion 20-25 years ago we might well be talking in terms of British English and American English and say Australian English or something and seeing those as being the two or three models of English that any learner of English would aspire to. But in what seems a remarkably short time, English has become a lingua franca. There are now at least two, or it depends on which authority you, you uh, listen to, but there are either two or three times as many people speaking English as a second, third or fourth language as there are speaking it as a first language. And, and the kind of English is on offer around the world now make, say, British English or American English far less central to the whole issue of English language teaching than they once were. So that, for example, Singapore English is a prestige variety of English. Uh, it has equal status as far as one can see. Uh, Pakistani English, um, uh, uh, even, even the English, for, for Mexican English, Hispanic English. The, there are so many Englishes out there, and English is now being used in such a different way that I think that's having a real impact on, on language teaching. And, and, and it will have an impact soon, I think, on language testing because it's going to get a lot more complex to try and say what the standards are for someone as a, uh, as a successful language student. I've strayed slightly off the point but I, but I think those three issues to me are absolutely central. The first is how do teachers engage with new technology uh, and if they don't engage I think they're in trouble. I think engaging with it, it doesn't mean you have to instantly accept it, on the contrary you want to be, you want to be mildly skeptical of every new thing that is thrown at you. But actually, w- engaging with new technology is a way of staying fresh, a way of continuing to learn, a way of continuing to engage with the profession. Uh, engaging with with um, the methodological sort of tides and currents that flow backwards and forwards is absolutely vital. And trying to think very carefully about what the English language is now and who it's for and why they're using it is also vitally important. And if you'll forgive me, there's there's one more thing I'd I'd like to say, which is, um, I I think, for me, it's critically important that that teachers should somehow see themselves as students, as well as being teachers. And part of the time that's learning from your students, uh, trying things out, keeping journals and things like that. But I've recently started uh, trying to learn another language, and it's, it's an eye-opener. I'm not the first. Many, many language teachers do it specifically to try and get an, a window into what it feels like. It's a really good thing to do. It keeps you on your toes and it reminds you of how exhilarating language learning can be, how difficult it is, and how language learning success and failure are so important, not just for students, but also for teachers.